born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. You know, every year when you have Mother's Day, you're always trying to find just the right thing to, you know, say about mothers and so on. But um, I want you to take your Bible and turn all the way back here to the book of um, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs in chapter 31. Proverbs 31 is sometimes called the, uh, you know, the ideal woman. It's a great chapter and talking about the ideal woman. I don't know if there is a chapter that talks about the ideal man. Now, I don't guess there is such a, a creature. But the women, when he talks about the women, he kind of gives us a good illustration. And it's laid out in a great way. And I thought, this woman, if this woman is real, I don't know if there's any woman that's quite like this woman. Because there's so many wonderful things said about this woman that it seems like it's above the ability of a woman to, you know, to be all this. But anyway, I want you to look there in verse 1. In verse 1. It looks like a, a mama trying to straighten out her son. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. His mother taught him. Verse 2. What, my son? And what the son of my womb? And what the son of my vows? Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. It is not for kings, O Limo. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. If you can't think of a good reason not to take strong drink, there's one of the best ones you can find right there. It works your judgment. And if you've got to give account for everything you say and do and all that, you better keep your mind clear. Stay off anything that destroys your ability to think clearly. So that takes care of all the drugs. It takes care of alcohol. It's better just not to do it. And then in verse 6, give strong drink drink unto him that is ready to perish. He's dying. Wine unto those that have a heavy heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty. And remember his misery no more. Have you ever seen people that are drunk and then they can't remember what they've done afterwards? But now, notice what he says down through here. He's going to give us an illustration of, I guess you would say, the perfect wife, the perfect woman. When I read this, I kept, and and over the years, I would bring out some of the highlights of, you know, look at this woman. Look what she was like. And trying to encourage women to be like this woman, you know. That's what preachers do. Uh, We give you, this is the ideal. Now, isn't this wonderful? But... I begin to look at it a little bit more closely and it came to the conclusion, well, maybe it's not even talking about a real woman. 
So he noticed, and it says in uh, verse 9, Open thy mouth, judge righteously. Plead the cause of the poor and the needy. Who can find a virtuous woman, for her price is far above rubies. And he goes into this awesome woman, this virtuous woman. And so if you take and look at some of the places in the book of Proverbs, you kind of get the idea. Maybe he's not talking about a real woman, but he's talking about the word wisdom. And how that wisdom, because like here's a simple man. And um, he's got a battle between the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. So as you go through, and Proverbs is a book on wisdom. And Solomon is showing you there's the wisdom of the world and how it snares the young man. Then he talks about the wisdom of God and how all the benefits of this wisdom that comes from God. So just take your Bible and look there very quickly in the book of Proverbs chapter 3. And uh, just look down there first of all in verse 15. Is a verse that's similar to what we're reading over there in, in chapter 31. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Now is verse 15 talking about a real woman or is it talking about wisdom? I think it's talking about the wisdom of God. And then he says in verse 16, length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. This is what the wisdom of God can do for the man and trying to help the young man in the days of his youth to be wise and think. You can have the wisdom of the world and how it destroys you or you can have the wisdom of God and how it can build you. In verse 17, her ways are Ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold on her. Happy is everyone that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, and by understanding. So I believe that Proverbs chapter 3 here is talking about the wisdom. Now, look in chapter 4. In chapter 4, You'll notice when he says there, like in verse 5, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not. And it's talking as though wisdom is a woman. Get wisdom, get understanding. And she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. So all of these verses are talking about a woman. And then you go over there to Proverbs in chapter 5. And it kind of lets you know there's the way of a a man and what he does. But um, the last part of chapter 4 talks about the way of a a woman. And the right kind of woman, what she can do for you. So here's a a simple-minded man. So it's like... Solomon goes through and he shows you all the wisdom of the world. And then he shows you the wisdom of God. And how that the wisdom of the world is say, yoo-hoo, come over here. And the wisdom of God is say, yoo-hoo, come over here. And showing you, you've got to make choices. You're either going to be wise in this world in the eyes of God, or you're going to be fools in the eyes of the world and the eyes of God. So you have this going on in your life. Now, look there in chapter 7. In chapter 7, it talks about 
a woman, but it's talking about a, a strange woman. See there in verse 5, that they may keep thee from the, what kind of woman? Strange woman. From the stranger which flattereth with her words. So as you read down through here, it looks just like he's talking about the woman of the world and how she's dressed and how she lures. But in reality, this is the way the wisdom of the world lures a person. Because we, we always want to get as much as we can out of life. And the wisdom of the world says, you know, get prosperity and get riches and get this and get whatever you want. Satisfy yourself with the things of the world. And on the other hand, you've got another woman, the wisdom of God saying, over here, over here, dum-dum. And as you go down through here, look what he says. In verse 7, and behold, among the simple ones, I discerned among the youth a young man, void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner. He went the way of her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. Behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot, subtle of heart. She's loud and stubborn and so forth. I believe this is, yes, talking about a a woman and how she can lure, but it's also talking about the way the wisdom of the world lures people away from God. And so you go down through it and you see all this stuff. Look what he says here. And what does he do concerning the wisdom of the world? This is the way a foolish man looks in the eyes of God. He says down here in verse 20, he hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. She's setting it all up and um, telling the good man of the house, well, he's gone. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway like a martin to a gourd, an ox goeth to the slaughter, as a fool to the correction of the stock. Till a dart strike through his liver, and as a, as a bird hasteneth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. And this is really talking about, I think, your life. And how the wisdom of the world can destroy your whole life. And so you go down through here, and she's the wicked woman. But in chapter 8, you'll talk about another kind of a woman, and what she will do, and how she will help and be a blessing, and so on. Now, look there in chapter 9. In chapter 9, you'll notice in verse 1, it says, Wisdom hath built her house. So this is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God builds you up. The wisdom of the world tears you down. And it talks about she also can provide and build a safe place and everything you want and give you long life. All these good things. Now look at verse 4. Whoso is simple... You ought to underline just those three little words. Whoso is simple. Then you look all the way down in verse 16. Whoso is simple. The phrase is mentioned twice. But in verse 4, he's talking about the wisdom of God. Down in verse 16, he's talking about the wisdom of the world. He's talking about two different women. Just like here's a man and here's two kinds of women. There's a godly woman and there's a, a worldly woman. Now, which one would you choose? Godly? Ungodly. Well, see, it depends on what you want. If you want the best for your life, you don't choose a godly. If you don't, it don't matter. So notice what he says here in verse 4. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding. Remember, wisdom and understanding. 
She said to him, come eat of my bread and drink of my wine, which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. So I believe there's a good possibility that uh, Solomon is talking about the difference between the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. And for the simple man to be able to see and discern and the consequences down the road. So you notice he talks about in verse 6. Forsake the foolish and live. Go in the way of understanding. See, it's not talking so about a real woman. It's, I think it's talking about this thing called wisdom, the wisdom of God. He says, reprove, in verse 8, not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, he will increase in learning. All this is not talking about a, a real woman. It's talking about this wisdom of God and Remember, Solomon posed to be so wise. Well, he ought to be wise. He had a thousand counselors, <laughs> all those women, uh, 700 wives and 300 porcupines. So he had all of them. Look in verse 11. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. So it's just talking about, look in verse 13. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple, knoweth nothing. But now the wisdom of God knows everything. So that's why we're to seek the wisdom of God. And he says, seek her early and she will be good to you. This is why we want kids to learn about God as early as possible. Because knowing the Lord and seeking to please God, because there's wisdom in that, you'll be wise. See, if people were so smart today, if they were really smart, why don't you serve God? Because you're not as smart as you think you are if you don't serve God. You're dumb. You're an idiot. If you don't know the Lord and don't serve God, something's wrong with you. You're missing something upstairs. Because if you're so smart, why don't you do right? A fool does the wrong. Anyway, look what he says down here. So down in verse 16, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, stolen waters are sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. She lures, she promises, pleasure and sin for a season. But, in verse 18, he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. The wisdom of the world will lead you one way, and the wisdom of God will lead you another way. So you've got decisions to make. So as you go through the book of Proverbs, it's amazing how I think that follows all the way through. Now when we get to Proverbs chapter 31. Go to Proverbs chapter 31. And you'll notice there again in verse 10. Now let's just read this, not as though we're talking about a literal woman, but as we're talking about the word of God itself, the wisdom of God. He said in verse 10, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. Because, see, he has the wisdom. When you have wisdom, would you rather have wisdom or all the gold and silver in the world? You could have it all, but if you don't have wisdom, it doesn't profit you. It doesn't do you any good. It's not going to last. Most people ruin their life chasing the dreams of this world. And all those little soap bubbles, they just pop and leave them empty in their hands. But there's a certain satisfaction that you get by doing what God wants you to do. Doing right. So he says here in verse 12. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. 
She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Now, you probably never met a woman quite like this woman can do everything. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar, you know, like Wendy's, Hardee's, you know, McDonald's. Well, she's able to get wisdom. You know, you don't have to be the wisest person in the world. You just need to know somebody who is. Or how to find the knowledge you need. I don't have to have all the brains in the world. I just know we've got a library down here. I can go down here and check out any book I want. Today you can ask to your telephone. You know, what about this or what about that? Navigate to, boom, 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 it's there. That blows my mind how that does all that. I mean, it still just boggles my mind. But now look what he says here. She says in verse 16, she considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hand, she planteth a vineyard. This woman can do it all. But I do believe that there is um, another meaning. See, Proverbs, pro and verbum, means more than meets the eye. In other words, it says this, but it's more than meets the eye. There's other truths kind of laden in there, and you can find them. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengthen her arms. She, she lifts weight. She goes to the gym all the time. I mean, this woman, she must work out. But it's talking about a strong woman, strong in character. This is talking about the wisdom of God. The word of God can make you whatever it is. The word of God is sharp, make you sharp. Powerful, make you powerful. And uh, wise and discerning, God can, whatever the word of God is, well, that's what it can make you. And so I love it down through here. And I like to believe that there is such a woman somewhere in the world that meets all of these qualifications. Then there may be. And it could be talking about the ideal woman. But I believe it is more than meets the eye here. And so it says here in uh, verse 17, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arm. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. See, this is a person who prepares with the wisdom so that you have what you need as you go through life. And you have the wisdom to solve this, the wisdom to solve that. And you're able to keep yourself cool, calm and collective. So that you don't have to be, um, you know, short fused because, you know, there's a God behind the scenes that's working things, too. And be, sometimes just wait and be patient and trust the Lord to what God has to do. Now, notice she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. She layeth in verse 19 her hand to the spindle and her hand hold the distaff. She can make clothes. She can buy stuff. She farms. She does all. Wisdom can do that for the man where the man can be very productive in what he does. And God says in the book of, uh, well, same thing in the book of uh, Psalms in chapter one and also in the book of Joshua when he says, um, you know, meditate upon these things that thou mayest be prosperous and, uh, you know, good success and uh, not to worry and cast your cares upon the Lord and all these things. I believe there's wisdom in studying the Word of God. The Word of God tells us everything we really need to know to get through life. And so, therefore, trust the Word of God. Study it. Memorize Scripture. And uh, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. And uh, Scriptures that just come into your mind, uh, you know, it's a light unto your feet and pathway and all that. But notice what else. Down here in verse 20, she stretcheth out her hand to the poor Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. See, this is talking about a man who is wise does these things. A man who has this wife, the wisdom of God. 
Look at how many more things he can do. He has great discernment. He can make better decisions for his own life. Because a man who will not protect himself will not protect that which belongs to him. See, if a man will protect his own life, then he'll protect his wife and try to protect the kids. But when you don't care about yourself, you don't care about anything else either. Wisdom does all of this for the man. So he says here in verse 20, she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. In other words, they prepare in advance. They look down the road and they can see what they need to know. This is what we're trying to do a little bit with some of the college kids, preparing them for things they need down the road. So you try to teach people, look, you have to know what do you want to do with your life and what do you want to accomplish? Well, if you learn the word of God, you'll have the wisdom to do whatever it is God wants you to do. And so that's why it's so important. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. That's because of his wisdom. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing. Remember, these are the same descriptions that we read about in the earlier part of the book of Proverbs describing what wisdom is. And she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. In other words, it's wisdom that keeps you from being lazy, because you know the consequences of laziness. It's wisdom that makes a man strive and work and do all the things that he does and try to accomplish as much as he can for the Lord because that's being wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Taking advantage, buying up opportunities. So Proverbs in chapter 31 again says in verse 25, Strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. You do what God says do. And wisdom will show you that in time to come, you'll be able to discern and look back over your life and you can see the advantages of doing what you did. That was right. And God will honor it and it'll be worth it. It'll always worth serving the Lord. In verse 26, she openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. See, this is the way you and I are supposed to be because of the word of God. All of this in Proverbs 31, I believe, is, is the way you and I are supposed to live Because of wisdom of the word of God. And it shows you how pleased God is. And this is what he wants every child of God to be like. To what he wants them to do. So he says here in verse 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household. And eateth not the bread of idleness. Not lazy. And you'll find out her children right now. You see. The Bible talks about in the book of Matthew, wisdom is justified of her children. I read that. Now, what in the world? Wisdom is justified of her children. Wisdom has offsprings. Whenever you teach something and there's wisdom, somebody will get one truth and somebody else gets something else and somebody gets and there's offsprings of wisdom. And sometimes you don't always see the wisdom, but you can see the results of the wisdom. And the results of the wisdom is what convicts you, and that's the children of the wisdom. Wisdom is justified in her children. So if we want to know what kind of a job we're doing, sometimes we 
we say it, but we don't like to do it. Uh, don't judge me alone. Judge me by my children. <laughs> That's scary. Because, you know, and then sometimes you judge too soon. So sometimes the kids are not always like they're supposed to be. And uh, then sometimes they come along and then they're just a perfect little angel. Uh, don't quit too soon. Give them some time and patience and so forth. It's amazing how they sometimes seem like they want to come around and they learn a little lesson here and there. Just like we had to learn. But wisdom is justified in their children. In other words, the consequences of your judgment is going to be revealed. If a man is wise, how do you know he's wise? Look at the decisions he makes. A man who really has wisdom will learn to trust the Lord and do right when he doesn't want to do right. He still does right. Because you know when you get out of that, you know, that little valley that you're in, you don't want to say or do something when you're down. Because when you get up, you're going to wish you hadn't done it. So um, I preached that sermon last Sunday. Tripping over troubles. Tripping over troubles. And many of us do that. So look what we have here in verse 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. Beauty is vain. They always say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And like this um, husband and his wife were sitting at a restaurant and in walked this beautiful girl, beautiful woman. And she's, she's married to this guy that looks like homemade sin. In other words, there's beauty and then there's ugly. And he abused ugliness. And he says to his wife, he said, how is it? That some jerk can wind up with the most beautiful woman. She said, well, thank you, dear. (laughs) But anyway, many daughters have done virtuously. But the woman, in verse 30, favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. In other words, whatever we think we were when we were young. And every once in a while, Betty, she has a few pictures when we were young. And uh, she has one picture of me on the wall with my black head of curly hair. And as she goes by, she looks at it and she just says, oh. <laughs> And then she looks at me and walks right on by. I had a picture on this here book in the uh, bookstore, The Gospel Driven Man. And there's a picture of me and Betty on there. So I walked into the bookstore one day. This happened about two years ago. And this lady came to the first time. She came to visit. And she walked in there. And she picked up the book. And she was looking at it. So I walked up. She says, "Um, this is a good book. Yeah, that's a very good book. She says, "Um, who's this guy on the front? I says, "That's, um, that's me. She looked at me and smiled. She said, no, really. I was ready to slap her jaws. <laughs> I never saw him before. She came and she sat right down in here in this section over here. And during the church service, I told what happened. And she was sitting right there. And she laughed and laughed and laughed. Never came back, but she laughed at that time. <laughs> huh? It's on the CD? Oh, well. I have to watch what I say. They copy everything and then they put it out there and then I get in trouble. So, anyway... 
She's to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. One thing about the word of God, you'll be so glad you studied the word of God. I'm so thankful that I took four years out of my life and went to Florida Bible College just so I could learn what the word of God had to say. And you know what? Doing that made the difference for the rest of my life. And I've tried to go by it, but I've seen there's wisdom in doing things God's way. Anyway, that's my thoughts, and I'm not changing it. Telling someone how to go to heaven is the greatest thing we can do in this life. To prepare you, Pastor Yankee Arnold is offering you his book, Gospel Driven Man, absolutely free. Gospel Driven Man explains in simple steps how to successfully share the gospel. To get your free copy of Gospel Driven Man, write to Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Or email Yankee Arnold at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.